Jack Kelly led the Robe Football Club A-grade team to a drought-breaking premiership in 2018, their first in 15 years. They did it in dramatic fashion, winning their last two finals, including the grand final by less than a goal. In many ways, Jack is your typical footy coach who absolutely loves the sport and everything about it. But as I found out in this chat, he's a deep thinker whose approach to the game and his time as the coach of Robe was anything but typical. Okay, Jack, nice to have you here. Yeah, nice to be here. Pleasure to be here. So, Jack, what can you tell us here today um, to hopefully inspire some of these young guys sitting in their tractors or in their headers and give them something to, um, some food for thought? What have you got to tell us today about your footy journey of late? Um, Yeah, plenty to get through. Uh, I've, I've come a, a fair way from um, playing country footy as a junior and then um, I went up to town and, and tried to test my footy playing ability up in, uh, at SNFL level and then found myself coaching at the age of 23 years old, probably a bit too early in my career. I didn't I didn't um, see myself coaching that early, but um, a couple of the big things that I'm, I'm really big on, especially in a small town, um, trademarks and values and, and culture and behaviours and also a little bit on defining success and the challenges that you face as a coach. Um, mechanics and dynamics is a massive part about um, country footy and, and um, yeah, a few few role models and, and strengths and weaknesses and, and really big on feedback. I think it's really um, a, quite a buzzword around footy at the moment. So, um, yeah, here to just have a chat. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's fantastic to be here. And so last year you guys won the uh, A-grade grand final for the first time in... Uh, yeah, 15 years. 15 years. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us a bit about what it was like last season for you, um, just give us an idea or a bit of insight as uh, to what it's like to be a country coach, your mates with a lot of the players, um, you work locally as a builder in the town, your parents are here. Um, what's it like from that perspective? Um, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it was just, um, it couldn't have gone any better really. Um, we won by a couple of points and um, like a 2018 will probably go down as, as the greatest year of all time for the Rogue Footy Club and I'm really proud to be able to say that I was involved in it at the time. Um, we 2017, I'll, I'll just shoot over to 2017, it was probably a really tough year. It was my first year coaching and um, I, I probably didn't delegate well enough or, or at all. Um, we, we had a good enough side to be playing finals. We hadn't played finals for seven years and I was the seventh different coach in seven years. Um, a, a really probably a club that was was really struggling at the time and um, and I put a lot of effort in and, and didn't get much reward at all and um, I, I got really down on myself and um, stopped probably there wasn't the person that I really wanted to be I was um, probably negative stopped speaking to my mentors took a like I said I, I really struggled with delegating and took a lot on myself and this is my problem I'm not going to get anyone to help me here and mm-hmm. um it, upon reflection, since 2018, um, I, I, I needed to delegate more. Um, my, my, I had to strong mentors and, and really make sure that I stayed in touch with them, and which I did in 2018. Um, and from there, we just had a dream year. Like I said, we had a really good group, a really committed group. We lost a couple of games um, to the to the team we end, ended up playing in the grand final. First game by 10 goals and the next game by six goals. Like we were a fair way away from them at the time but come mm-hmm. to the crunch time of the year in finals um, we picked them by three points each time and it was it was fantastic and um, the the challenges um, of coaching a, a small country town is that, that oh there's a, there's a little bit of pressure I suppose but a lot of that was probably on myself because I was so 
Um, I, I was, I, I really wanted to um, make a statement and, and um, yeah, achieve something at the, at the club that I'd really tried to make a mark at. Um, and we, like I said, we had a fantastic year, but um, yeah, we had a lot of ups and downs during the year. We had um, whether through injury or, or, or blokes really battling mentally. Um, and I, I suppose I put a lot into my, my coaching, my country footy, but mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll forever be in debt to the game of football. But um, when you can see someone really struggling um, with, with, say, a mental illness or a death in the family or something like that, and you see 25 blokes who – can see that and and gel around one, one bloke to make them feel better. That's when, to me, that's when footy becomes kind of a bit more than a game mm, um, to other people. And, and I was really proud to be able to, like I said earlier, I'm really proud to be able to, um, yeah, have a bit of a say in the 2018 year. Mm-hmm. Mm. Would you say that those um, trials and tribulations, so although you had such a successful year in the in the end with by winning the grand final, the actual trials. Um, are part of what grows the culture as much as the win itself was? Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, yeah, although you, you never wish um, bad things upon anyone and um, they, these these things happen, injuries and and um, other things going on, but we it, it just galvanised the whole group. Um, yeah, I, I thought at the time I, I, I was my main focus was to try and get these people, the welfare of these people, right? But mm-hmm. I thought, at, um, towards the end of the year, this it's going to have to be a pretty, pretty big beast that's that's going to knock us down. We're a pretty tight group, and um, that was really, really um, inspiring. And and I think as the, for me to continue to coach for the next couple of years was um, I can always draw back on that 2018 year, mm-hmm. yeah, and the playing group that we had. Um, what was it like as far as the celebrations, uh, especially for I guess the maybe the older locals that had followed the football for you know maybe even their whole lives? How how did you go with with those guys or men and women um, being involved in the celebrations post win? Yeah, oh, it was it was fantastic. Bit of a blur, really. We fifteen years and um, the the blokes from the two thousand and three grand final. Um, we hired a bus, a forty-seater bus, and the twenty-two of us and, and about fifteen of the two thousand and three boys came and joined us, and mm-hmm. we did a bit of a bit of a bus trip. Um, I remember the Sunday morning after we had a, had a good brekkie together, just the playing group, um, and a, a few beers and a bit of fun, a bit of banter. But it was just the moment, and because we won it in such an emphatic way, it was just the moment where it all kind of started sinking in for a few guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember the president; he actually rang me and said, um, "We're going to have a big day at the club." and have a pig on the spit and, and a heap of beer. Should I put it on Facebook? And I said, no way. Don't put it on Facebook. Put it on the people who feel like they need to be there. They'll rock up. Mm-hmm. It was a really. Um, but in terms of how do I feel after the game, I I I just burst into tears. I was so mentally defeated by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Jeez, geez, I was. I put a lot into it. I just couldn't switch off. And um, and that's how Mandy, you and your your and I paths crossed. Um, I came to see you because I just was was really struggling and and and. I was just struggling to switch off from footy. I'd mm. wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and be thinking footy and, I, and I'd be thinking it all day, every second of the day, right until I went to bed at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. But I remember the, the turning point for me in the sessions that we had, Mandy, was um, you, you wound it right, right back. Why do, why do you coach? I coach because I love the challenge. I felt that I had some good advice from and some good experiences from when I played up in Adelaide to be able to show to these um, fantastic young young blokes that I'm coaching at the moment. Um 
and, and a challenge. I, I needed a challenge. Like the playing was good, but I, I just thought, Rodio, um, I've always wanted to coach. Let's do it now. And, and the chance arose for me a little, like I said earlier, a little bit too earlier than earlier than I thought. Um, but you physically grabbed me and shook me and said, "So you, you coach because you love the challenge." Well, welcome to the party. This is mm-hmm. this is the biggest challenge you're ever going to get. Do you want to make this last month of your footy season, 2018 footy season, the most stressful month of your life, or are you going to um, make it a really enjoyable one? And hey, this is no greater challenge. Bring it on, and mm. and that was fantastic. Yeah, really fantastic feedback for me, and I had mm-hmm. plenty of time to think about it. And then, um, yeah, we very nearly did didn't win it, but um, we did, and, and no one can ever take that away from us. Mm, absolutely. So. Um, that last month where you did turn it around, so switching your mindset, and I would explain to someone that you would eat, sleep and breathe football, um, having changed that mindset and then started to really enjoy the challenge rather than stress over it, how much have you brought that into this year and how is that working for you as opposed to the other way? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I'm, I'm really big on feedback and um as a as a player, players love feedback and, and they really enjoy it. But as a coach, you like to, you you like to get some feedback. But as a coach, you don't. I don't know who, who can give me feedback. And so I sat down with the committee and said, "Rightio, I need some feedback." And I feel that the committee at the football club at the moment are probably you guys are probably only the people who can give me feedback. I don't want it from externally from from. Well, I get it every Saturday night anyway, but um, I don't want it from blokes. Um, who are, who I don't really respect. I respect a lot of people on the community, on the committee, and um. One that really, and a person I really respect and um, a, a fantastic um, ally of mine, she said, um, just remember that that not everyone's here for the same reasons as you are. And and that's a big one. Like some people are here for the fitness, some people are here for the for the for the for the booze after the game, some people are here for, for completely different reasons. I'm here to to enjoy my footy, um, to to win and have some success and, and build whatever legacy here, but um, not everyone's the same and, and we're not all robots, we're not all here programmed to the same way. And yeah. um, that was that was so to take that into my two thousand eighteen from two thousand eighteen into two thousand nineteen has mm-hmm. been good and and to mix it up. Like I think at the end of training on a regularly on a Tuesday night the boys don't want to continue doing running and, and drills that we've done all year. We we play a game of soccer every Tuesday night. Um injury free and, and and enjoy it's just something different and you've got to continue to mix it up for me I've got to continue to mix it up because like I said earlier 2018 was probably the greatest year that the footy club seen so we don't want to be trying to repeat that all the time we've mm-hmm. got to continue to mix it up otherwise um you'd be stationary people will start catching up mm. other clubs will start catching up mm. well that's exciting so what next for you um staying at robe yeah it's a fantastic mm-hmm. spot um mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Um, I, I, coaching, I don't know how much more coaching I've got in me. Um, I, I really enjoy it and I get a kick out of it. Um, and, and and playing as well, I like, I'll, I'll forever be in depth to the game of footy. I, I, um, I think I mentioned that earlier, but um, the amount of people I've met through the game of footy has been massive for um, hundreds and hundreds of people and, and the relationships I've got from that. So that's why I do coach. And, um yeah, just just mentally, it's very taxing, especially in a small country town. Like I, I can't imagine at at at, a, at an AFL level or SNFL level or something like that would would be next level. Mm-hmm. Um, but where to next? Good question. Um, I'll stay here for another twelve months and we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exciting mm-hmm. times. Um, just getting back to the the mentally taxing side of it, um, and yeah, the fact that it is country footy, not AFL footy. Uh, what 
what would you what advice would you give to a, a guy for example or, or girl I guess um, wanting to go in or thinking about going into coaching um, in a country town what would you recommend yeah go for it mm-hmm. it's um you you find a lot out about yourself and pretty straight pretty much straight away like it's um yeah you find out some values that maybe that you didn't agree with or, or didn't think that you had um but also, if you're going to do it, uh, make sure you, you – and I'm a big, big one for throwing myself headfirst into a lot of things, but but delve right into it and put a lot of effort in. And, and mentors. Mentors is a really big thing. I, I spoke earlier about the 2017 year, my first year coaching. The first thing I did when I was under the pump was stop speaking to my mentors and mm-hmm. my mentor especially. And that doesn't need to be an older person or, or, or a footy coach that's coaching as well it, it it just needs to be someone that you get on well with you've known for a while obviously they they respect you a lot of respect each way but um maintain those 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 relationships and those conversations because it yeah it it'll it it can wear you down but also and then some advice that i had straight away from my mentor was you ride the highs really high as a coach and you ride the lows really low as well and um that's not saying like really low like you're really down and out but you, but you do put a lot of effort in on a tuesday thursday night with and, and also with training but then also thinking about it during the week matchups and game plan and how your boys are sitting at the moment compared to theirs and um that's probably why you do feel a bit bit down and out on mm-hmm. a, on a after a bad loss and that's understandable yeah. So how do you manage to pick yourself up reasonably quickly after a loss and uh, being the leader and knowing that you're, um, these boys are coming with you, well, the whole club really, um, are walking alongside you, I guess you would say. How do you manage to pick yourself up and lead by example in that way? Um, yeah, you've got to, got to remain positive. You, it's, it's a hard thing to, um, to try and you – know, you don't forget about it. You keep it in the memory bank but you've got to – got to be able to move on a little bit and um with a playing coach that it it it's hard as well because you you, I still feel I haven't played a good game of footy since I've been coaching for three years now and and, um yeah you you, probably one of my better biggest strengths is is being able to be up all of the time like you've got to be up on a Tuesday Thursday Saturday Sunday at recovery or whatever Mm -hmm. um and that's that's all well and good to say that you're going to be like that, but if you come to training with the mindset that you're in a bad mood, you've had a day, bad day at work, or or whatever, um, you can't bring that into the to the to the coaching because it will um, it, you'll take it out on your players and and it will it'll wear them down as well. And um, yeah, I feel that um, the ability to to switch off and um, yeah, I, I I feel confident in in myself, Jack, as a as a as a coach and then again as a friend or or as a or as a family member like I, I can switch off and put my coaching hat on and bang then I'm, I'm away kind mm-hmm. of thing yeah. which is uh something that's so important to I guess uh keep those strong friendships um be respected as the coach but know when you know there's a line that could easily be blurred I suppose so how do you manage that do you um how do you manage staying good mates with these boys uh, and being uh, respected by them at the same time, or vice versa? Um, yeah, you got to. I suppose I'm, I'm a massive one on 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 values, but respect is, has got to be number one. And um, as soon as you lose, like you see it, you see it at AFL level that some teams are playing for a coach. Um, they're probably not up to it. Their side's not up to it, but they're still winning games because they really respect their coach. Or, mm-hmm. Or they don't respect their coach, and they should be winning. Like um, respect's a massive one for me, and you you can't 
I can't point the finger and tell guys to be doing things that I'm not doing. That's what I feel, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's probably the strength of being a playing coach. You you you're out there with them, and um, mm-hmm. it's not as if saying like you guys were shocking today. It, it's we like I was out there as well, and um, but yeah, I, I had some really good feedback from a bloke who a really courageous bloke, who, um, a, a really good friend of mine. He said, if you want some if you want some feedback. Um, on, on your strengths and weaknesses as a coach. He said your biggest strength is is being able to um, – your your relationship between um, Jack as a friend and, and Jack as a coach. And uh, he said I feel 100% comfortable in both of those and I know exactly when you're being coach and exactly when you're being friend. And he, and this bloke, um, good mate of mine, he's he's doing his um, placement as a, as a teacher at the moment. And he said um, – he said – I. I Rocked up to my first placement as a teacher and tried to be friends with all of the, all of the young kids and they walked all over me straight away. He said, "There's there's a fine line," and that's exact same as coaching. And mm-hmm. and um, like I said before, I'm, I'm big on feedback, but geez, that was that was really good feedback for me. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that, and it is tough, like um, especially on a Saturday night with a, with a function at the club or or, or, or booze involved. You, I, I still remain that try to remain that coach friend. Um, that good relationship. It's coaching's all about people management, and um, yeah, if I could give any advice to any potential coaches um, or, or, or young coaches, you've just got to be able to manage people, and and you're not gonna you're not gonna keep everyone happy. Like I tried to keep everyone happy in my first year, and you got to get pretty thick skin because it just doesn't happen. And I used mm-hmm. to um, lose sleep over some small things, but now I, uh, it's some of it's my problem. If it's footy related, it's my problem. I understand that, but if it's not. Um, don't lose sleep over it. Mm. Mm. And, and at the end of the day, everyone needs to take personal responsibility, don't they? Correct. So you yep. might say it's your problem because you're the coach, but actually each and every individual as a player or even a committee member, um, and then if you take it down the line further, a club person all needs to take personal responsibility in how they show up and their intention to the game or to the, you know, to the actual club, I guess. Would yeah. you agree? Yeah, definitely. And, look, you've got to get back to, to – what you what you're doing now? I'm 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 employed to coach the footy side. If it's nothing to do with the footy side that I'm in control with, if it's if it's something junior footy or a netball club issue or a committee issue, I'm not a committee member. Mm-hmm. It's it's not my problem. Mm-hmm. I, I used to lose sleep over stuff like this, but but not anymore. I'm, I'm sure I, I'm there to help out and support and mm-hmm. and, and um, be be there when I can be. But um, I've got enough on my plate coaching mm-hmm. and, and managing 25, 30 blokes on mm-hmm. a Saturday and right through the week, right through to a Saturday then then deal with other things that, um, like I said before, I'd, I'd throw my hands in the air and say it's it's, it's actually not my it's not my, my duty to, mm-hmm. to look after some of those well, things. Well, that's delegating, isn't it? And I suppose it's um, looking at it from the other side, uh, it's better for – for the committee or for the um, whatever the other the issue might be that they don't have those crossing over and coaches trying to help out in all areas when the coach should just do the coaching mm. um, and that way the lines don't get blurred. Yeah. Um, and so culture to you is extremely important. What do you want to um, let the listeners or fill the listeners in on regarding culture? I know respect, you said respect is very important, but as far as culture goes, what would you say? Yeah, culture's a, a fantastic one. It's a bit of a buzzword around footy at the moment, I feel, and um, it, 
culture's only ever an issue when it's a bad culture. No, no, very rarely, very rarely people say and give you a compliment saying your club's got a fantastic culture. It's always, oh, geez, the culture down there must be shocking or whatever. And and I will admit when I first arrived at the Rogue Footy Club, the culture, I can tell you straight up, honestly, that it, it wasn't that great. And, um, and that wasn't me walking in and saying, geez, the culture's bad here, I'm going to change it. Mm-hmm. I'd... I'd I didn't. I didn't know that I was going to be coaching. I didn't know that I was going to be staying at Robe for for as long as I have. Um, but culture is a massive one, and and it starts from it, culture to me is is the behaviours of its players. Is the behaviour of its players, mm-hmm. um, club culture, but not not necessarily players. The committee members, the the netballers, mm. the support staff, everything. Mm-hmm. Spectators, um, even. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. A lot of people miss the spectators, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, cultures. Uh, you, you've yeah, you've got to get it. Um, it's it's kind of a, a little a little saying that, that I try and throw in there. It's it's not what the club can do for you; it's what you can do for the club, and mm-hmm. um, that's a that's a really good one to keep coming back to. And um, trademarks and values and and um, the behaviours of its players, I've, I've, I kind of mix that all into one, and 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 um, you kind of righty out. Let's sit down and. and Think about how who we want to be as as players on and off the field. Is it uh, and 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 you can with twenty five blokes there, we can have fifty different things written on the board, but you can mm-hmm. cross probably half them off straight away. It could mean we want to be tough, hard, fast. That they're, 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 they're good words, but they're not mm. they're not um, the, the trademarks that you want to live mm-hmm. up to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some really good ones floating around, honest and um, ruthless, and 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 things like that. They mean a lot more. Care, care is a really good one. Mm-hmm. You care about the direction of the footy club. You care about your footy. You care about when you've got the ball in hand. You can really specific it. Um, but yeah, th- it it has been uh, a, a bit of a battle. And like I said, I keep mentioning back to 2017. I, I remember um, really getting home from footy and. and struggling with the amount of effort that, we, that I was putting in to, to getting not much um, reward on game day but um, and defining success is, is, a, is, a, is a different one but if you I feel that um, like winning premierships is, is a massive is a massive success um, to tell whether you, you how successful your club is but also the fact that you've been able to change the um, that we've been able to change the culture of the club is, is mm-hmm. and, and and probably, um, change the timeline or, or the, the direction of the club's life like it wasn't looking good at one stage and um, and club's relegation or, or um, yeah, amalgamation, that, that, that happens too often in country footy but when you get the cl- culture, club culture right, um, it can really change the change the, the way that um, the direction that the club's going and, um, yeah, club club culture's massive. I, I'm, I'm huge on it and... Um, will forever be and that's one of the strengths of my coaching I feel is being mm-hmm. able to set set some examples and um, be a good role model to the young to younger kids. Um, speaking of role models or um, I guess role models or mentors who have been a couple of yours if you want to mention or um, at least what what um, qualities do they have that you do look up to? Um, yeah definitely um, my my parents probably um, number one or two as as my role models, I, I grew up um, in in the country. I, I was um, always uh, like at, at, with two older sisters. I was always had to um, respect was it was a really big one, and um, I, I was 
um, sent away to school and, and probably the best opportunity I could ever get in life was was being able to, I'm lucky enough to say that I went to boarding school for four years. And, um, but I had some really good people around me and when I was 18 when my parents sold the farm and, and, and I don't always thought I was going to be a farmer but there was there was more to life for me and, and that was what mum and dad were really um, pushing me. And when I was, uh, I think, 18, nearly 19 years old, I moved in with my sister who was five years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um fantastic like my two sisters are just really good people and um and to i'm not saying that i was perfect i was probably a little smart ass and and i was 19 20 21 years old getting getting drunk every weekend and having a hell of a time but um i was always pulled up by my um sisters who are big role models and parents for me mm-hmm. um also i started my apprenticeship my building apprenticeship in uh in in adelaide and, and the two blokes that i was working for uh, were, were really fantastic blokes. Like um, if I ever wanted to to aspire to be like someone, and that mm-hmm. sounds a little bit corny, but these guys, geez, they were nice people and um, still are. I speak to them on a regular basis, but um, they were respectful. Um, they were they were hardworking. Um, they were well-mannered, polite people, and, and if they weren't really good role models for, for me and shaping the way that I wanted to grow up as a kid, um, at, at that that age, at 19, 20, 21, really tough years. You kind of don't know where you're at or you do know where you're at and, um, yeah, difficult years. You don't know what you want to be yet maybe or something like that, but um, they they were really good people. And, and for me now, I can draw back on that, those those guys. And, um, and, and I want to be the role model to a lot of people, not just around the footy club, but but um, even when I go back to Adelaide to see my mates, it's, yeah, hmm. fair to say that I've, I've grown up a fair bit since from when I was living in Adelaide, which mm. is good, fantastic, mm. I needed to. Also, my, my girlfriend's a, a really good, um, she's a really good judge of character and a, and a really good role model as well for me and and we'll be sitting down and she'll she'll pull me up on things and say like, what, why, do you, why do you say that or why do you, why, do you, why, do you, why do you talk like that or something like that? And, it, and if she wasn't there, I would continue to talk like that. Like it's a, yeah, mm. a difficult one. but mm. um, She humbles you. Humbles me, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. Um, and success, how would you define it? Um, like I mentioned earlier, it, uh, changing the club culture mm-hmm. is, is a massive thing, but but also um, defining success to me, it can come in a couple of ways. Defining um, winning premierships is obviously a massive one, um, but also, if you if you if you aren't able to win a premiership, if you're not lucky enough to go through your whole footy career and, and not win a premiership, which plenty of it, plenty of people do, and, um, and and you're able to change the club culture or, or change the direction of the of the way that the club's going, um, that's probably going to mean just as much as winning a premiership. But having said that, um, that premiership you've won, no one can ever take take that away from you, and and the legacy that a premiership leaves mm. is huge. And I probably won't fully respect that or know that until I've retired like it's probably 10 or 15 20 years down the track you, you go to your 10 and 20 year reunions and, and catching up with guys that um that you won that premiership with like the the legacy that a premiership gives you mm. is is massive and it's going to be massive yeah mm-hmm. really looking forward to it but mm. um yeah defining success is a hard one and mm. um yeah, that's probably about it, I reckon. Mm. And to the, each to their own, isn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, some people defining success would be happiness or um, could be monetary, but um, really depends what 
what you're talking about as far as success goes. Yeah, and where your where your passions are at, I suppose. And um, yeah, as a as a footy club, that was very a footy club answer, I suppose. But um, yeah, that's probably where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, and challenges facing coaching this year. You've got um, how many weeks have we got until the finals? Uh, three weeks. Three weeks. So. Um, how are you going right now? You haven't been playing for the last uh, six weeks, six weeks so, and you're still in two minds as to whether you'll play in the next few weeks or a couple of weeks. So um, how is that feeling? Because I know you said that you love to uh, be a playing coach and obviously you haven't been in the last six weeks. Um, yeah, how, how are you going with that? Yeah, it's probably not too bad a timing uh, two months out from, from finals, knowing that I was going to miss a period of time to be able to sit on the sidelines and, and watch the way that we're moving the footy and, and where we're at a little bit. But I'm well and truly over it now. I want to be out there for sure. Um, the challenges you face, especially, yeah, like I said, it's 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 difficult to um, to be a playing coach and not being able to, to, to change the direction of the, the way that the game's going. Not that I can single-handedly do that, but mm-hmm. at least I can be playing playing my part in doing that. And, and, and like I said before, I can be barking orders and be out there, which is awesome. But I can, I just don't feel that I, I get the connection, get it, get get it across enough if I'm barking orders from the sidelines, and then um, mm. maybe not not on the side. And when you when you're not out there with the boys, um, that's a pretty cliche saying. But um, would you say um, that it, it? Well, I imagine it would have to be a learned thing through experience because there'd be a lot of coaches that are past playing age who have had to evolve into that. I guess you're almost changing your identity as a coach over time if you want to continue to coach and not be able to play at the same time, would you say? Yeah, definitely. And um, that's probably somewhere where I do need to get to because I, I can't continue playing forever. But um, some of the challenges you face is, is, like we've mentioned before, the people management and um, like a different group this year, you can you got to learn how to read the group a little bit and see where we're at. Um, at the time and but also like I said before we're we're, uh, we don't want to be trying to repeat 2018 Um, we've got to keep mixing it up and um, but there's yeah it's it one thing that really does grow my gears as soon as that um, as soon as you start winning games of footy and and people come in externally and try and tell you what to do well not what to do but what they think you need to do and um, like I said, you, you need a pretty thick skin to be able to go, hey, guys, I, I, I'm confident the, the people that I've got around me, the assistant coaches, two captains or numerous assistant coaches, captains, team managers. Um. Hey, guys, we're back. Sorry we had a little tech um, issue. It's really wintry here in Robe today. The internet went down a while ago, so I'm feeling very grateful that it's even back on for us to finish. So, Jack, what um, pick up where you left off. Um, Rodio, I think we were at... Um, uh, where are we at? Oh, we're at probably the mechanics and dynamics of of a of a footy club and a, and, a, and a playing group. Um, something that I'm I'm really big on. And and uh, there's a saying that mechanics dynamics drives the mechanics. And the mechanics of a of a footy team is 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 the fundamentals, the the game plan, that um, the whether you can kick, mark, handball, tackle. We can all do that. And and, and at country footy level, um, coaches spend maybe a, a fair bit of time on that, like a good 90, 90 to 95% on that, and, and they might get a little bit 
older coaches who have been coaching for a while might get a little bit stubborn and say, we've had a bad loss. We need to continue to train, train harder and train harder on, it, on the things that we're, we're breaking down on. I agree with that, but also um, the dynamics dynamics is drives and mechanics. And the dynamics added towards a footy club, towards a footy team is – um, is there little conversations behind the coach's back they don't like him or is there an elephant in the room or is their group starting to separate and they don't um, uh, or just little things behind the scenes and mm-hmm. and I can guarantee you that if you can get the get the um, the dynamics right uh, that in small things like picking blokes up from a tackle off the floor or, or, or celebrating goals together or spending time together and sitting down and, and eating a meal together or having a couple of couple of quiet beers after Mm. a game these are things that really um solidify the dynamics and um we're really big on that at 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 the moment that's a real big thing into our 2019 year and like i said the dynamics drives the mechanics you get the dynamics right on and off the field and the mechanics takes care of itself the 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 kicking the marking the handballing the game plan and everything that all takes care of itself because you feel really confident in each other and, and the trust in each other um yeah, that, that's and that that's come from um, yeah, like um, I've, I've I've gained that knowledge from from an assistant coach of mine, and and he's um really brought that on, and um it's it's funny how you and each footy club, each footy team has them, but you have certain people who who can really take that role on really well, and so we've got a we've got a Mister Dynamic in our team, and and mm-hmm. if he's up and about, and he's got to be every week, otherwise the um the mechanics, but also. If, if, if you lose the game of footy, it's you don't wholly and solely blame just the dynamics. Like there obviously is some factors and stuff that you can't obviously take your eye off the ball of the mechanics side of things. But but I'm, I've been really lucky to be able to take that on, and, and that's knowledge that I didn't I didn't use at all in 2019, and got it um, 2019, and really enjoying that side of things. Mm-hmm. So if you were to break that down even further, back to the individual, what would you say? Um, or even if you used yourself as an example, what's a uh, a day in the life of a country footy player? What what should it be like from your perspective, knowing that you do have the potential to win another grand final, um, or even just to remain successful as a club as a whole with mechanics and dynamics? Take it back to the individual and personal responsibility. What would you recommend per individual? Yeah, I, th- I think it's really important that. You can't have any kind of any what ifs or any um, questions in the back of your mind towards the end of the season. Um, you, you don't want to get to the end of October and go, "Geez, I wish we we we, we or, or personally, I wish I did that." Or um, maybe I, I should have spent a bit more time with with the younger guys so the dynamics between me and them was a little bit better, or or something similar like that. Mm-hmm. But it's it. I'm a big one on um, yeah. You don't you don't want to you don't want to. It, to win a premiership takes a lot of things, but um, and not every person gets the opportunity to. So in, we were presented with the opportunity, and, and we're in a reasonable spot at the moment. But there's got to be a lot of hard, lot more hard work going into this year. And um, I just know how goddamn hard they are to win. So mm. um, I'm not going to waste time not do, like um, the what ifs and and the and the oh maybe I should have done this and um, stuff like that. Like it to the individual. You cannot have any any of that sneaking in because um, you I, I can guarantee you'll regret it later mm. on in the year mm. and and you can I don't know I, I throw so much into footy and so much thought into footy but that that would eat away at me come come towards the end of the year maybe we should have had that little meeting a month out from finals or something like that mm. Mm. and I don't want I don't want to have any of them and that's a, that's a good motto to have yeah I think I feel 
Yeah, and um, I guess the chances are high that that won't be happening because of the fact you are so open to taking on board or at least um, you're chatting with your mentors and you've got a good assistant coach with you, you've got a a good um, team around you, so um, the chance of that happening are probably slim. Having those regrets, you know, you would have at the end of the day ticked as many boxes as you could. Yep, yep, and Um, the ability not to get complacent and... um, yeah, it's uh, we've got a little thing. It's and um, it's probably called a couple of different things, but um, you, I've got to keep the footy gods happy. And the footy gods, like, or, or, or another bloke calls it the karma bank, the KB, and um, you, you keep making enough deposits into the karma bank, and you, you're they'll pay you back in in different ways. And and to make deposits into there, and this sounds really stupid, but but little things that we do. Um, last weekend we were picking up rubbish on on the local beach and and putting it in the bank. We would have. Couple of hundred kilos of, of rubbish for for an hour uh, for forty minutes for sixteen blokes, just little things like that. And mm. do you think the community reacted to something similar, something like that? Mm. Absolutely, they're yeah. going to throw us a little bit more support. And also things like um, running little buddy nights and, and putting efforts into the juniors, um, just little things like that. And dead or or on your bye weekend, get run, run down to an away game and go and watch, or go and umpire, or help out or something like that. Just little things like that. And, mm-hmm. You do enough good deeds in in life, and it's going to pay you back, and that's exactly the same in footy. Mm. Um, and like I said before, the this so, premiership is so hard to win, and, and the legacy that follows the the amount that you you want to win one is just huge. Mm-hmm. But um, so you got to do everything right, mm. and that's what we're be on at the moment. And a month out from finals, yes, we're not probably playing that good of footy, and got a few injuries and, and other factors, but we can still do the right thing by um, making sure that we're giving us selves every opportunity to win another one. Mm-hmm. Mm. So um, in finishing, what would you, what would your advice or, um, yeah, you've got uh, a guy sitting in his tractor or on his header and he's maybe going around and around that crop needing a bit of inspiration. What would you suggest or um, what advice could you give to him? Uh, like I said before, I'm, I'm – I'm one that's I'll throw absolutely everything I can into it, and and, and fortunately enough, I've, I've I've got enough out of my footy. Um, but yeah, just the ability to that that everyone's um, not not there for the same reason, and, and you've got to make it really enjoyable. And and to me, um, footy, country footy is, is that's what it's all about. You the, the having a beer after the game and getting, and that's why I'll forever play country footy. I, I've, I've played at different levels, but I just love. Um, being able to be a, a role model and a bit of a mentor to a couple of the young kids and and even netballers or, or juniors or, or mm-hmm. like it's it's just a fantastic community event mm. and um, yeah to to get some success and and along the way has been huge but um, get out there and and have a crack at it and mm. um, because there'll be a day when when country footy it's it, it's struggling at the moment but it, it, there could be a day where 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 it no longer exists and. Uh, um, I'm lucky enough to be able to um, to meet some really fantastic people through footy. And like I said, I'll forever be in debt to the game because it's just a um, – but I am a tragic man, do you know that? <laughs> um, yeah, I really enjoy it. So um, good luck. Thank you mm, for giving me the opportunity. Yeah. No, thank you very much. I've known you and your family for a long, long time. Um, in fact, I actually used to cut uh, your hair and you and uh, you may not remember this, but I'm sure your mum's told you many times that you used to fall asleep as a little kid. So 
um, pretty relaxed back then. Um, no, so I have known you for a long time, Jack, and I am very, very grateful that you would um, put yourself out there and it's not for yourself but it's for the many other listeners. So thanks and the best of luck for this year and future years. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You. Thank you. Um, it's been a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to In the Head of a Country Bloke. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more unique episodes, please follow or subscribe on your choice of platform. For any information on my coaching services, please feel free to privately message me on either Instagram or Facebook or email me at mandy at mandykernocoach.com and I look forward to chatting to you soon.